That's, this is so nice. This is what? great. What a nice way to spend uh, a rainy afternoon. What a nice way to waste my fucking time. <laughs> Welcome to Bundle Buddies. This is a podcast where we play through the Itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality. My name is Alex Honnett. My name is Eric Taylor Roth. The Itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality was launched in June 2020 during the massive outcry for racial justice following George Floyd's murder by police. It has 1,741 items from 840 plus creators and it raised over $8 million. All proceeds were donated to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund as well as the Community Bail Fund. This is episode 16 and we have played 45 of the 1,365 games in the bundle. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, Eric. Hello, Alex. That's a lot of games. That's we a played lot of games. a lot of games this year and there we are sure many did. more games to come. I know. I wish we had gotten to 50 for some reason, but hmm. you know. What are you going to do? We can bang them out real quick. <laughs> bang five games out and then release an episode before uh, New Year's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but by the way, New Year's this week. Hello. Uh, it's an end of the year extravaganza this episode, um, which oh, is fantastic. Yeah. Um, Eric, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm actually really excited about this episode um, because it's kind of your your little brainchild, your little baby, and uh, I can't wait to hear the game. My little brain baby. Your little brain baby. Yeah, brain baby. Um, I'm really excited to listen to uh, what people have to say, and I'm excited to play these games uh, that people are recommending as their favorite games from the year. That's going to be fantastic. Um, quickly, uh, Eric and I picked this week's cause because we don't have an official guest. Uh, the cause is now No Us Without You, which provides food security for undocumented back-of-house staff and their families. Undocumented hospitality workers are the backbone of the hospitality industry. They are unemployed due to the COVID-19 pandemic and are not eligible for unemployment benefits, even though they're taxed every paycheck. Mm-hmm. Uh, donating $33 feeds a family of four for one week. Uh, you should check out more and go donate to them directly on their website, www.knowuswithoutyou.la. Uh, we've right. donated to them, and if you donate and send proof to Bundle Buddies Podcast at gmail.com, we will shout on you on the show. Um, yep, this is cool. a fantastic homegrown LA um, 501c3. Uh, it's a really important cause, and you know, Restaurants are closing like crazy. Uh, let's help support the workers so they don't have to suffer unduly during this really, really uh, sad time. Absolutely. Very rad. Um, quick itch.io update. Uh, their winter sale is still ongoing. If you're listening to this uh, the day it comes out, um, they've got a sale and a bundle. There's like 2,000 plus games for sale right now. A lot of Ooh. stuff from the Bell bundle. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I actually loaded up on like a ton of games last week. So, oh yeah, so you're kind of full. <laughs> yeah, I'm full. I'm full of games, baby. Tell me I'm, full of games. I'm pregnant with games. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be a great 2021. I think one of my news resolutions is gonna be not to buy any new games until the summer. So we'll see if I can play through these and and live up to that. Oh wow. Um, so this episode, as Eric mentioned, it is my brainchild. Um, we got some former buddies, some current buddies, some, uh, you know what I was thinking too, this ongoing conversation, we get into it a little bit in the podcast, but 
you know, are we the bundle buddies or are all of us the bundle buddies or oh. are just our guests the bundle buddies? Yeah. There's a lot we'll still have to answer. I mean, yeah, it's every time we try to refer to past guests as former buddies or buddies, it something is just not <laughs> quite right. So, hey, yeah. if any of you out there have a, a good name for what we should call our past guests, uh, tweet at us at bundle buddies. No, at bundle underscore buddies. Damn, right? you nailed it. Uh, at bundle underscore buddies. Um, do we call them past buddies? Do we call them bundle buddies? Do we, do you have a better name out there? Uh, BBs. What about BBs? Like oh. BBs. BBs. See, okay. Anyway, we'll move on. You you give us the answer, audience. We'll follow your lead. Fans are are our fans the buddies? I don't know. Are our only fans? Um, so in this episode, we talk about A Short Hike, which was one of the absolute most wonderful games I've ever played. Um, and then <laughs> yeah, you'll have to listen to Eric's opinion on it, but you're moments away, so we're, we're in good shape. Um, well, then uh, we go into the top games that we've played from the bundle. And around that time, some folks might be stopping by to give us their favorite games of the year. Mm. Um, and that's it. And then uh, the podcast will end. We'll tell you our favorite non-bundle game of the year. And uh, we'll talk about our next one. But it's a great little conversation. And uh, let's get going. How about? I'm excited. Mr. Spikes. Hey, it's our good friend Spike. He stopped by to say hi. Spike is a dog. Um, are we counting a short hike in the list of games we played? I don't think we should. You don't think so? Oh, I say keep it in there. Okay. It's, it's part of the bundle, right? It is, yes. Why why do you feel why do you feel Because it's my favorite game that I've played. Okay. Great. But so I feel like that's cheating to include it, but no, maybe it's not. Nah, there's no such thing as cheating. We're making the rules. Oh baby, here we go. Oh, um, there's nothing that says a dog can't play video games. <laughs> <laughs> what would it be like? How? What would Airbud? It's like uh, pause instead of pause, like pause your game or something oh, like that. Oh my god, it's about a dog that's a professional gamer <laughs> i mean we're it's it's either on the way or it already exists you know what i mean because professional uh -huh. gaming is more legitimate than it you know has ever been right now yeah yeah but it's it's still like i i wonder at what point i wonder if it is ever going to become like mainstream mainstream you know what i mean like, oh I, I, I think it actually is you think it is now yeah, we just don't yeah. it's just not our like the like what is mainstream has changed so much. You know what I mean? Like if you think about it, I'm sure Twitch gets more views than like normal television. I guess I everybody knows what baseball is. You know what I mean? Like and So let's get into it. Uh-huh. Okay, so so this is what happened is I made a really, really good joke about there's no rules that say a dog can't stream video games, uh, which I, is funny. It's very funny, but it uh, led into this conversation, which we are editing out of the podcast because it went on for like probably a half an hour about, about whether or not streaming is mainstream. 
um, I, I think unequivocally that it still is. But I, I think the the point that I eventually came to was that I was actually we were arguing different things. I was yeah. trying to say streaming was mainstream, and you were trying to say that um, competitive esports is not like mainstream yet. And yeah. I think those are different because I think video games are culture now. I just think it's part of it. Right. I and. Um... We can absolutely have this conversation, but it'll just sprawl out into a 30 minute long conversation that you'll have to edit again. Yeah. So, hey, if anyone out there wants to hear this, add us at Undle underscore buddies. It's a special bonus episode of just that and, conversation. You know and Alex and I will call you and have this conversation <laughs> uh, because, uh, you know, it's really important, obviously, what two casual video game players in their 30s think about uh, streaming. And I think we both made genius good points. Especially uh, since neither of us really consumes video game streaming that much. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> but anyways, here's here's how it ended. And then uh, we'll get into a short hike. And then afterwards, it's our faves from the bundle so far. Uh, so we'll see you at the end of the episode. We love you. Mm. Oh, I would love... I can't wait for the unionization of esports players. I don't I don't think we're going to get it, dude. I, I don't think so. I think we're all just totally fucked. It's the same thing with like streamers. It's like they're yeah. have to, you're going to have to claw back so much yeah. to be able to like make it more viable. Right. Um, I mean, like it's like, you know, the winners of, of all of these things are not the video game makers, right? Like the, the programmer, you know, the programmers are compensated fine. The streamers are compensated fine. But like Twitch and Amazon are making the money. They're making the money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, have we okay. started the podcast? A nice little warm-up conversation. <laughs> I think I I honestly think I see what you're saying a lot more now, and I I get what you mean. But I guess it's this thing. Like I'm willing to say say like there is a level uh, that is like there is so much of it that is underwater from us because we can't imagine the way in which people interact with these things because we didn't interact with them that way you know sure and yeah. so like and that's what i project myself into is like okay i could absolutely see this thing being as big as anything that i conceive out here you know yeah but i think the thing is i guess where i'm coming from is like if i talk to an average you know person my age and maybe it's about age right but like most people that i have a conversation with and i bring up esports they don't really have a reference point for it but like if i brought up you know i mean i'll i'll keep using beyonce or kanye west right like despite the fact that they may have never listened to any of their music or not like that genre of music they know who i'm talking about and that's i think you know until until esports surpasses that or you know can kind of produce a level in which like the layman can kind of have a reference point it's just not it's not in the culture in the same way that's my point do you do and, you watch any streamers regularly no do you listen to music regularly hell yeah baby <laughs> well there you go dude you know what i mean like the, the there are people out there younger people who we would, I would say, like, okay, do you watch streamers regularly? It's like, absolutely. Do you listen to music regularly? It's like, I listen to it when I'm like, when streamers play it or when that's going on. But it's like, oh, but I they don't think it I, differently. I think that that's true. But I think that like, you're gonna find that most people who stream or watch streamers consume music also, 
right? Like, and that that that's not exactly a flip. But right? why that, do you think that? Uh, I don't know because there's music in video games, <laughs> like video. right? But that's what I mean is like that's like there is. Mine is based entirely on the assumption that there is stuff I don't understand out there that like yeah. is going on and exists, and yours is based on the assumption that there it, there is, but only to a certain point. No, you know, no, like, mine is based on the assumption that if I don't understand that it's going on out there, then it it cannot be counted as popular mainstream culture because i have an i have a general understanding even if i don't give a shit about it like i have a general understanding of you know kind of like i don't know maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong i'm trying to say like popular culture has changed so much for younger people that there is like it's not even a question anymore like the the gatekeepers who stand astride like traditional media just cannot fathom what this thing is and so that's where the that's where the disconnect is it's like that's why these things are not as big as they would be it's because the people who are like in place to like make those things that that's not what they're interested in they are interested in reflecting back what they've done for so long and potentially like having some things change here and there you know yeah i don't know i mean i still yeah all right I'm gonna. I, think I don't think either of us. I don't think either of us are wrong, but I think you're probably more right in in that as we winnowed <laughs> it down to streamers are not as well known as Beyonce and Kanye. There's not really much I can say to like, you know, to to to, to like argue that point. You know, some of the most famous people on the planet. So in general, I think for us. We're just here to talk about a short hike and our favorite games. Uh, what do you want to do first, Eric? Well, let's start with short hike. Why don't we? Okay, cool. Um, a short hike uh, by Adam Gryu, G-R-Y-U. I'm sure I said that wrong. It's an adventure platformer, 3D atmospheric, cute, funny, nature, relaxing, short walking simulator game. Uh, the description is a little game, a little exploration game about hiking up a mountain. Um, and that's what it is. Uh <laughs> If I could take you back to um, the, I think, you know, June when this bundle came out, this was a game I had heard about previously. I think it's about like probably a little over a year old at this point, maybe a mm. little older. Um, but I heard about it and heard that it was really cute and very good. And it's like, oh, okay, I'll check it out. So I bought the bundle and this was in there. And so I, like, this was the first game I downloaded to check out. And literally, it's like, it reminds me of that time of the, um, the pandemic when I was at home and inside and it was still pretty new and novel. And it was actually a chunk of time that I could really use to be unemployed, collecting extra unemployment at, at home. Like I had worked really hard the last couple of years and done a lot of stuff and like I needed a break. And so this right. was like actually a time of like, I was very lucky in that I was okay. And it was like a really needed moment of like heal and repair for me. And this game yeah. like was the perfect game to play in that moment like like oh my god this game is so great uh what did you think eric so uh the flip side being nine months into the pandemic and um the world just seems so (sighs) depressing and horrible (laughs) and as we reflect kind of on what 2020 is it's like a real horror of a time and uh, i don't think i have even like 
fully processed the the sort of like general kind of you know uh, like like i yeah i i don't think i've processed the trauma yet of what mm. this year is and so and this last week um you know me at my shitty job being stressed out turned this bad boy on and holy shit what like what an elixir what a like pure bathing in joy this thing was you you <laughs> you said that it would be a good game for playing uh after a bath and i definitely did that and god it's yeah. just like so you're like this uh you're clear I, I really think the bath games is like a new designation we've discovered because to yeah. me that's like one of the things i look for a lot is like a, a, a relaxing game to play in the evening after a bath like that's <laughs> the, a genre i really love and this, this is, is an exceptional version game. of that yeah um, go ahead eric sorry to interrupt so like the game itself if you haven't played it yet well first if you if you haven't played it yet just it costs like six bucks. Yeah, you uh, can get it on Switch. You can get it on any format you want. Like, like I think we're both going to be a play it at the end of this, so we can just start this this uh, review from that place. Yes, uh, and it's uh, it's funny because uh, former bundle buddy Alicia. No, I, all right. Separately, we need to figure out what we. I guess a buddy, a podcast, a bundle buddy, buddy. I don't know. We need a, like a good moniker for what. A bundle game. buddy. Well, that's the question. Is, are 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 we the bundle buddies, or are all of us bundle buddies? Are all of us bundle buddies? Bundle anyone buddy, who bought the bundle a bundle buddy? Our our you know buddy of the podcast <laughs> bundle. Uh, our bundle buddy. Our bundle buddy Alicia uh, Mernick, uh, former guest, uh, <laughs> I guess, which is uh, redundant. But her her husband, I texted him uh, this morning and was like, "You gotta." You got to buy this game right now. It's it's absolutely worth your time. Um, but anyway, if you haven't played the game yet, uh, you're like this bird. It feels very much like an N64 game, right? Like just sort of like mm -hmm. it's maybe a little bit more pixelated than those were or maybe a little. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but uh, it feels that way. Like it's like it, it feels very much like a Nintendo game. You're this bird yeah. who's traveling kind of up a mountain basically there's not really an antagonist in the game other than maybe the mountain itself you can't die it's just a game about exploration and it unravels in front of you or like in your hands in just such a like tactically beautiful way right because you're just sort of like oh this is pleasant i'm walking around and then it's like you know, the so uh, another thing to note is that that the writing in this is phenomenally. It's one of the best written games in terms of just like creating a like a tone and then sticking with it that I've ever encountered. Well, and like, also like you know we've played some games now where the exposition is atrocious and like people feel like they have to explain so much more than they actually do. And this is a game that like. I don't, if you're a video game designer and you want to figure out how you want like a good example of how to start a video game, play this game like a hundred percent. Like it's just sort of like, I mean, and they just sort of decided that they were going to kind of sort of focus on one mechanic in some ways, but maybe that's not true. Like you can climb, but the gliding is just so like, it's so fun and so like, nice. 
you just like want to do it. Every time I did it, every time I glid for like, you know, five seconds or, you know, you know, up to 30, like, but as soon as I would be gliding over this mountain, over these trees, and I just take in this, like, <sighs> like the same way you do at like a, a Vista in real life or like, yeah, oh, just so beautiful. Just incredible. They've done this amazing job. I think you said it very well. It like the, elixir i really like because this idea of like you combine all of these various like things and then the sum of it is so much greater but a big part of it too is the music the music in this yeah. game is so lovely it's it's sort of like it, it it changes based on what part of the island you're on so you'll be wandering and then suddenly like a new theme will kind of start and it's all kind of thematically similar but like a, just a little bit different enough that it like changes so much and really colors the your mood as you're walking around. Um, yeah. I listen to music all the time just to like chill out. It's great. Uh, the um, there's a point, or at some point, I I got the boat right. Like I rented the boat, and there's mm -hmm. a like it, it's it was funny because I was like, I fucking love gliding. Like why the hell would I get in the boat? And then like started driving around in this boat, and it's delightful also. And the music for the boat. <laughs> is like so fun it's just like i yeah tactily satisfying i just want to like play with it like it is just the definition of play in so many ways Ugh. it's so nice it's such a good game it's so sweet did you make it to the top of the mountain yeah 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 that's, that's great. that spoilers but but you you can get to the top of the mountain there's no twist or anything like that and when you get up there I remember back in like June when I was playing it, I got up there and then was just like honestly stopped and paused and reflected for a while just on what was going on, you know, yeah. just like, wow, this is great. <laughs> yeah, it really it's it's it does a lot with a little it's mm -hmm. like really. God, yeah, you get up like it's just beautiful and it's like it, it's more beautiful than it has any right to be. Like yeah, we're talking it about is, like uh, pixels, as, you know what I mean? It like, is as close to a perfect little game as I've ever seen, you know? Yeah, yeah. The only thing that I don't like about it is that, you know, I can only play it for the first time once. Like that was my, that's my biggest complaint is like, I would love to be able to go back through and have the magic of it unfold again. And yeah, I mean, I think that's just not how, that's not how things work. I, yeah, I don't think I, I definitely, I did not 100% it, but there's like, I got to a point, I think kind of where. I felt like I had explored most of the mountain and was just sort of like, okay, yeah, I kind of, I didn't feel the need to, I think what's great about the game is the exploration. And then, and with like a lot of games that kind of have that, when you're sort of done exploring there, I didn't feel compelled to, you know, finish it right like it's not yeah. a game where you're like oh man i'm gonna feel so so satisfied when this is 100 percent complete when uh we i would actually be sad that, that i if i completed 100 percent, i'd be like damn there's nothing left for me to do in this the idea that there's still a little bit more to explore out there in this video game is still very attractive to me yeah this is i i give this this like Former guest Matt Haddock, uh, I I was on him for a very long time to play this game. And he finally played it. He's like, "This is the feeling I wanted to get out of Animal Crossing, but I couldn't." <laughs> you know, 
which is yeah. like Animal Crossing, very divisive. Uh, the, the yeah, divisive game. Um, some people like it, some people hate it. Some people like you know get sad they're not doing enough in it or like feel this weird thing because of the social component but this game has none of that it is uniquely sweet and wonderful and relaxing and it just feels nice to play and they nailed the music the graphics the writing and the interaction of all those things the interplay of all those things so you just pick it up and you feel nice so if you like feeling nice give it a play yeah it's also i mean like it's a weirdly it's like a one button game for a lot of it and then yeah. like at this point you kind of uh start to collect things and um yeah man really good really really good Ugh. great so that that was a, a short hike uh i'm a play check it out just yeah. buy it it's cheap and it'll uh it's a perfect game to play over the holidays Same. it's give it as a gift yes i i gave it as a gift this year no joke <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to figure out how to do it but my itch.io is the bundle buddy so i couldn't figure out it's available on steam and you can use gift cards at like you know switch store or ps4 or xbox to get it um so that's what i did i just bought a, a little thing and i bought a, a, a switch gift card from target and then sent that to my um i guess brother-in-law what do you mean oh okay katie's <laughs> brother-in-law makes him my brother-in-law too mark uh, hi mark if you're listening hello i i thought you were like <laughs> your sister's maybe husband <laughs> no i don't think porn's ever gonna get married That's Hell not yeah. she's a fucking free spirit dude yay hey bundle buddies this is brian b and cardi I have been gaming so much this year. I fell into the cyberpunk trap. But fortunately, I've been playing a bunch of other fun stuff. From the bundle, if you if nobody's played Celeste yet, this is like the perfect environment, I guess, to play Celeste. You get to go on like a mountain adventure. It's like some of the most fun platforming. Celeste, if you got the bundle, is a must. Um, outside of the bundle, me and my roommate have been playing super blood hockey, which is like my favorite kind of like silly sports game where there's this insane franchise mode definitely highly recommend i think i'm finally about to start playing breath of the wild i can't believe i haven't played it yet uh merry christmas happy holidays bundle buddies the first game on my uh top games that we've played at the bundle so far list is signs of the sojourner which uh, if eric remembers was one of the first games we played um, it's one I really love. You are in a sort of post-apocalyptic or a separate world, uh, driving around uh, the countryside as a trader, uh, interacting with various people to uh, uh, buy and sell various goods. And the, the way the game is played is through uh, cards, which represent different modes of conversation. Uh, the point is to like line up different uh, combos or cards in a row um, and then you have positive interactions, which opens up different opportunities on the map, different things. Uh, the game itself is uh, like probably about an hour and a half long for a playthrough. Um, and then uh, you start all over again if you want to. Uh, and there's a, a cool story and a lot to uncover. Um, and this was another game that I uh, played early on when I got the bundle and like really grabbed me. And then early on in this bundle, I think it was an interesting first conversation with us, but I love this game, the art, the music, the story. There's so much more to learn, and there's a lot that I know I haven't done in there yet that I can go back and come to. Um, 
So it's a very cool game, and I strongly, strongly recommend it. Yeah, I remember this game a ton. I was a pass in it, but it's definitely, uh, I think it, it is a hundred percent your aesthetic, right? Yes, like my it's speed. it's very much like uh, a mood game more than like a game technical prowess yeah which is what i kind of was looking for in it but like that said it's very beautiful there's a lot to do and there might be more kind of um you know mechanics in there than i'm giving it credit for but i think it's it's sort of yeah i don't know like i can't tell if it's on the if it's easy i don't know it was hard at sometimes too yeah so the frustrating thing is you can be doing a running going for a specific thing and then not get that thing that thing yeah. cannot happen for you which is really fucking annoying but that's also you know that's you're playing a game sometimes you win sometimes you lose that's i love it alex i love it <laughs> yay hello bundle buddies this is matt haddock uh wishing everybody a happy new year and a bit of a offering my reflection on 2020 in gaming. Um, If I'm being completely honest, the most important and uh, special gaming experience I had this year uh, was playing the Jackbox Party Pack with friends over Zoom. Obviously, very strange year for a lot of things, but um, both six and seven were really instrumental in, you know, staying connected and having fun with friends from afar. Um, I really loved talking points and blather around and uh, with a champed up was really fun. Number seven. And then I really like uh, role models in number six. It's a really fun way to, you know, connect with friends. Yeah, that's, that's that. Um, Have a happy new year, everybody and keep gaming and good luck with your Leviathan task bundle buddies. Lots of love in the new year, 2021, baby. All right. What's your game? Um, Okay, we're going to go with Whipped and Steamy Cosplay Cafe. Oh, my goodness. Game that is, you know, I these, like, weird narrative-y games are uh, strange. This game didn't necessarily have a ton of game in it. But, like, hey, if you want to feel a little titillated and play a thing that is just going to kind of, like, blow your mind in a good and bad way i you know you gotta go with whipped and steamy cosplay cafe it was cool i I listened back to the episode that that was a very recent episode that we we played that game and i don't think i ever mentioned that i actually really did love the little bit of game they did have like i really like games where you are like accumulating resources like this in a Mm -hmm. very in sort of a basic way I, i had a lot of fun unlocking and learning how different things worked um so i i don't think i mentioned that but i really liked this game i really liked to, just the act of playing it well, it's, you know it's like it's titillating and it's yeah. strange and it's it's not like anything we've played yet and i think i'm probably like if there's more sexy games in this bundle i'm gonna gravitate towards them just because it's like have fucking fun. Have fun with your like consumption of sexiness and your consumption of video games. Like it's it's you know, we're all we're all on this planet for such a short time. Play a weird weird video game about like, you know, kinks. This is interesting, Eric, because I think over the last couple of weeks, you're like, oh, this g- I've unlocked an interest in me in video games that I forgot I had. And like, maybe I'll try to build one. And then you're like, and I think I really like sexy games. So I think what we're building towards is that you are going to create a sexy game at the end of Bundle Buddies. <laughs> 
dude i'm into it i think i like i was joking with a buddy about uh, uh about like buddy. you know not a bundle buddy, but a, a friend my friend greg Barber, who i'd love to have on this show uh he's a, a indie game designer himself uh but about um like at the beginning of the pandemic i was talking about he had made like a text-based version of the mask of the red death and i think it like kind of fell flat on its face in the same way where we've played some games that deal with coronavirus in this right where at the beginning of the coronavirus everybody kind of wanted to look at it and it was so fascinating and new and now it's like i don't want to consume any fucking art about coronavirus like period like it's my life you know maybe in 10 years i'll want to look back but like i just i think that people want things that make them feel good and so i was we were joking about like text-based erotica so maybe that's where i'll start i love it you could you could really spin a yarn dude that'd be great it'd be <laughs> weird to think though like read it in your voice and be like wow eric's really turning me on right now <laughs> i once wrote a, a very long um bdsm <laughs> about gandalf and the balrog dude turn that into a text-based adventure i'm not even joking i'll help produce it for you that'd be okay. so fun Hello there, Bundle Buddies. This is Rachel F. from Pink Lotion. I just wanted to give you guys my most favorite game of the year. It's Raft. Raft is an open world, uh, water world inspired adventure. Um, it's a multiplayer so your friends can play with you um it's survival so you get to craft and explore um and uh they just updated a new uh level so now there's even more animals and puzzles to figure out um it's on steam if you want it and i highly suggest it for anyone because it's set to any level from creative hard easy it's all there for you happy holidays all right <laughs> um moving on to the next game uh for me uh a game that i really loved to play this year was potato thriller um, <laughs> if we're talking about like the the sort of it represents an aspect of this game uh, this bundle that i really love which is this game is a, objectively like kind of a bad game you know what i mean like it's extremely we we're talking earlier about a short hike that game is so smooth it's this incredible pebble that you can just huck and throw and it's great potato thriller is so rough around the edges but in such a way that it becomes like perfect it's like watching the room where yes part of you is sort of making fun of this but you're also just loving this thing you know it's the celebration of someone who created something that is so objectively strange that it transcends whether it's good or bad, you know? Um, and that's what this game is. This game is so weird. Um, it's like four or five different games. There are moments when you can't control anything. There's a point in which you have to uh, restart the game and enter a password to play the second half of the game. It turns into Frogger for a little bit. Uh, the end is like such a hard... Um, like navigation thing where the controls don't really work very well that you die all the time uh it, it's like the difficulty swings wildly between like super easy and super difficult um I, I i can just say like honestly playing this game um 
I didn't know what was happening some of the time. I didn't care what was happening. I was just delighting in the moments that were coming up and the way everything came together. So I strongly recommend this in the spirit of the bundle of like, this is a weird game that like should not work and really, really does. Even even though the reason it does is because it doesn't. Um, yeah, I, it, I love it. it. It's definitely, it's probably my number six mm-hmm. in terms of like, uh, it was a game that I thought about putting on this list. Um, and I think I didn't because I think that my list are is is pretty technically um, proficient. Like I, I think I mm-hmm. I prioritized a, a like kind of technical prof- proficiency, but th- I mean this game is like a twenty teens uh, adult swim like it's a fever sh- dream. Yes, into a video game and mm-hmm. and in the best way possible it's it's <laughs> very memorable very and memorable. uh and i like got the developer a gig with valve or something or it won them some kind of a i don't know anyway i th- it's great it's such a weird weird game yay guys i'm a bad bundle buddy i'm just gonna say it i got cyberpunked and i hate games where you have to drive a car and you get in trouble if you hit stuff so gonna go with the best game I played this year and it's still Overwatch. I'm sorry, I know it's not an indie game. I'm not discovering anything new, but it's still the best game. Even with all the toxicity, if you need a tank, hit me up, George Bush 3. Love you all, bundle buddies. The next game on my list is Plunge, which we also just played recently. Recently, Plunge is uh, on my list as well. Okay, Plunge. Um, it's yeah, a kind of like Sega animation. You called it like early Nickelodeon animation-y um, rogue-like game where you're descending into some sort of a insane super prison, and um, it's it's great. The gameplay is super fun. It's uh, part puzzle. It's part you know, kind of RPG. Uh, you know, it's like it's sort of it's it's the best version of a roguelike. It's you know, it's maybe not too um, it's not too difficult in many ways. And actually, I you know, in some ways, when I was picking this list, I was like, what games did I want to play? You know, after we recorded the podcast, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like. What game was I like? Ah, I don't. I don't think I got enough of it, and and this is definitely one of them. I did get to the last boss and it couldn't play. Like I, it wasn't for whatever reason the game sort of like blacked out on me. Oh and no! So there's a little bit of of that, which is like aggravating. But um, yeah, it's just like a fun. A fun game and like if we're talking about like uh games that are tactically satisfying this yes. is definitely in there you you are encouraged to play it feels really fun to like shoot across the entire screen to try and like smash into an enemy plunge is a is a it's a good one and it, it, I think it's like, I mean, it feels bad to like pick a game that has kind of already been acclimated in some or acclaimed in some ways, has won some awards. But, um, but you know, Plunge is it's good. It's because it's good. Yeah, it's good. 
Um, I I also put this on my list for just that reason. There are a lot of games that I thought I would return to in the uh, bundle, or I might have said that I would, but this was one of the only ones that I actually really did because I, I do want to beat it, and I have not beaten it yet. Um, I haven't made it to the last boss yet. I got very, very close. Um, I think it's that thing. There are some roguelikes where frustration is built into it, and this game can be frustrating at times, but that's not really, you know, when you die, it's it's not terribly difficult, so... When yeah, you die, it's so funny. You... It, the death, like deaths, seem to like come out of nowhere. You like yeah. feel like you're going, you're grooving, and then suddenly mm-hmm. you're surrounded by enemies, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, shit. I'm dead." Um, <laughs> it's it, uh, but but when you do die, it's not super duper frustrating. So you're like willing to just pop back right in right away and give another shot. There's also an element when. You know, there's one of the things I really uh, that doesn't happen super often, but I really love is when a video game has my heart actually racing. You know, when I'm like, okay, the stakes are high. I'm at this place. I want, I want to make sure this happens. Hades did that for me a lot, and Plunge also did. Like uh, at the first boss specifically, it took me a, yeah. a lot of tries to get past the first boss. Um, and when I would go back, I would just like my heart would be beating. You know, and t- before I figured out the pattern or exactly what it was. Um, it uh, can be really punishing in a really, really fun and exciting way. Um, the the art, as Eric said, is sort of like R. Crumb-esque, you know? Sort of that disgusting, like, Mad Magazine, like, uh, pestules and, like, gross butts with, like, pimples on them and stuff like that, or, like, weird hairs. There's some of that going on. Um, they don't... They, they uh, Or if anyone out there is familiar with Chad Van Galen, the um, musician... His drawing style is very similar to this as well. Um, sort of like knobby knees and disgusting warts is like a way to describe it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but it, it it it's fun and as Eric said, the tactile way, like the it's it's fun to hit people and it. it's fun to interact with them. If there was a way that there could be like pul- a pulsing controller, I think that would be even better. Um, uh, the music's fine, you know, the art style is cool, but really it feels good to play and fun to play. Uh, and it's it's a fun puzzle to suss out exactly when you encounter a new enemy, how they operate and how you can kill them. Um, so, and th- there are potions and uh, different power-ups you can collect that unlock different aspects of the game or, or create different builds for your character. So there is like a, a higher replayability than if there weren't those things. Um, and that makes it very, very fun. And, and uh a cool different way to interact with it. Um, so strongly recommend as well. I love it. It was one of my favorites of the year. Yeah. Big thumbs up for plunge and surprising, or it's like, how did I not know about this? I feel like this should be more famous. Yeah, this game, especially. Yay. Hey, bundle buds, Joe Garber here. Um, previous guest. Thanks for having me on. I haven't been playing many new games this year, but I wanted to recommend, again, I think I talked about it while I was on the pod, Amazing Frog, with a question mark, because I just recently started playing this game again, and there's just something about it that really gets my gears going. I don't know what it is. It's just this open world. It's so stupid. So you're just a frog running around in a city called Swindon, and you can drive cars, you can jump on trampolines, but there's something about it that I just love so much, and it's very addicting to me. So not sure if everyone will love it, but that's my recommendation for the new year. Amazing Frog. Thanks, guys. Love ya. Have a good, happy holiday season.
Bye. All right, uh, I'll go next. My next top game is Jimmy and the Pulsating Mass, baby. Game two. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, we talk about it all the time, but there are so many games for us that are like JRPGs that are big benchmarks, you know. Um, and Jim and the Pulsating Mass is probably the best JRPG that I've played this year, like, period. Like, it feels so good. I've come back to it a couple times. I haven't beaten it yet, uh, but I fully intend to. Uh, the writing is really uh, cute. Did you get to the motorcycle guy? Yes, I got to the motorcycle guy. That was oh, so funny. fucking funny. So fun. I love it. I, yeah, sorry, go ahead. You no, keep no, going. keep on going. Let's have a conversation yeah. about it. Fun, and also... You know, like, as we played through this, we've encountered a lot of games that are, like, that feel similar to games that we've played in our past. And, and you know, we've even started, uh, like, the gentlest and kindest of Twitter beef in regards <laughs> to this question of, like, of, you know, kind of originating, like, creating something that feels unique and and original and this is a game that feels exactly like you know a ton of other video games that i played as a kid you know most uh you know my it, it feels like shining force a game that mm -hmm. i loved and then it introduces this other element that also that like kind of feels like kirby in some ways but like yeah, sure. that didn't feel that that didn't seem to be part of yeah I don't know that felt unique that felt unique to this game and and I uh, it was just fun it's just so fucking fun to play the art style is like it's like earthbound <laughs> like some of the ghosts that you play are just like it it feels like an afterthought that where they were like I have to I, oh shit I forgot to like draw the bad guys yeah. Like, well, and then also the 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 bosses um, are usually you're playing against the spoiler, but you're playing against these like sort of the, like in the world there's these like things you fight and they look like weird and shitty sometimes, but they're mostly like silly. And then you play a boss that has been sort of mutated in some way, and and they are honestly like scary pictures sometimes. They look <laughs> scary, you know, like you're not having fun looking at this thing. You're like you're actually afraid of it in some way. Oh, it's great. That that game is a yeah, that's a a hidden a hidden gem inside this bundle. Yeah, and in general, I think one of the things about like the 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 bundle is like there there are games I enjoy, but I'm like I wouldn't necessarily recommend this to someone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh it, if you're someone who likes JRPGs in general, I can like without reservation recommend Jimmy and the Pulsating Mass. It's a great version of the genre a great representation of it and you should play it it's it's cool it does a lot of fun stuff it's an engaging story and uh, there's no reason not to check it out it's also a game um where the sense of humor is uh it hits right yeah. you know like a lot of the it, it, i think it's hard i think it's hard to um you know create a video game that's fun and playable and also funny a lot of times you kind of like roll your eyes at jokes inside of video games you're like all right good try but like they did a good job it's good it's, it's a good game play it's a good it. game check it out yay hello boys it's tim lyons thanks so much again for having me on the pod uh this last week and love talking games with you 
I would say that a game that I played over the past few years that I wish more people would play, and they probably have now if you're really a gamer, is uh, Stardew Valley. Um, it's such a special game. Um, I played it nonstop for an entire month, and I still didn't beat it, but every moment that I played the game or wasn't playing the game, I was thinking about the game. Um, if you're into farm simulators, if you're a big fan of Animal Crossing and you're looking for something that's a little bit more in-depth, I would say that Stardew Valley is the way to go. You wake up in the morning as a farmer, you water your plants, you go into town, you talk to people, you become friends, you become lovers, and then you go back to sleep once you're out of energy. There's some Zelda-like elements going down into the mines and fighting some things and gathering ore. It is one of the greatest games that's ever been created, and it was created by one guy, I think. Thanks, guys. I guess I'll go. Please. Weed 2, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This was a game, a side-scrolling, you know, what, action adventure game? I don't know. Mm Side-scrolling action game. You're running around. A platformer. platformer. You're shooting stuff. Um, Just fun. It's just like a fun game. There's nothing, uh, nothing mind blowing about it, other than it is fun. It's a, a perfect distillation of this sort of genre, and there is like a level of playability to it. When we talk about, I, I, I really like what you said earlier about like the, the, a game that it feels like it was made by Nintendo, you know, because that I think represents a certain level of quality and rounded off edges that just like are great. This is another game with like it doesn't feel like it was necessarily made by Nintendo because it's not like it's a little too violent maybe, but it does feel like uh, the edges are super rounded off. This is just like really well-made and engaging game. And like we, you play it and you interact with it. You're like, there is quality here. It's fun to do things and it's fun to like kill a bunch of people. It's fun to hop around. It just feels fun to play, which is, is great. It's hard to do that. Triple jump in it. Not a lot of games give you a triple jump option. It's yeah, it's, I played through it on easy and it's like, a delightful experience to play through it on easy. You're just like running around and shooting things and bouncing around and it's just cool, fun. It doesn't, you know, it's not mind blowing in any way. And maybe it's not really original in any way. <laughs> like sure. It's also a game where like some of the humor in it is not great or whatever. Like it you know But like, it's at least fifty fifty. Like there are some actually funny things that happen in it, which I love. Yeah. But it's just fun. It's like it's if you fun. if you ever were playing uh, Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time at the arcade as a kid, you know, pick up Bleed 2. And if you never got a chance to do it, you know, go back in time. Grow up in the 90s. <laughs> chat. Uh, Bleed 2, very fun. Yay! I'm Andrew Hayward from episode 11, and this is my game of the year. In a normal year, I probably would have picked a roguelike or weirdo indie game about breaking things. But in normal years, I get to actually interact with humans outside of video games. This year, my game of the year let me hang out with my friends in beautiful, procedurally generated caves, joke about late capitalism, and shoot giant space bugs with a plasma weapon called a breach cutter. It's Deep Rock Galactic, a class-based co-op first-person shooter about space dwarves. I mostly play as an engineer, building platforms and letting my sentry gun do a lot of the murder, but lately I've been grappling around as a scout, headshotting bugs with a bolt-action rifle. And they're both fun. There's substantial gameplay variety from different classes and loadouts. Crucially, there are separate cosmetic slots for mustache, sideburns, and beard, as well as seven different parts of your pickaxe. 
I love watching a tide of bugs rush across a vast cave, blasting away, and knowing that in two minutes, Eric will be scooping my corpse out of a pile of bugs. Maybe the real game of 2020 was the friends I hung out with along the way, but Deep Rock Galactic was my favorite way to hang out. Rock and stone. To the bone. Okay, so my last game before the honorable mentions uh, is Sundogs, a transhuman experience, uh, um, which uh, was a game that Eric didn't love, uh, but no me way. and Alicia did love. Yeah, it's a, it's a game I've... You go ahead and you say your thing, and then uh, and then I'll go. It's a big mood. Uh, actually, when we when we uh, released the episode, the developers listened to it and they were like, "Oh my god, we haven't thought about the game in like five years." Thank you for playing it, and like, I think you really understood what we were going for, which made me really really happy because listening back to that episode, we talked a lot about how the the, uh, the best way to play that is not to go in with any sort of preconceptions of what you're going to do. You just follow things in a certain direction and you'll experience different parts of the universe, you know, um, uh, different elements of it. Uh, you, it's a text-based game with also a graphical interface there. Are, the graphical interface can be a little rough sometimes in terms of different things you have to do. And it's very sudden when you die, but you go to different planets and receive different items or options, which then can unlock different things. But at any given point throughout it, you can die. And then that you um, reset from a place where you've saved your brain, your, your sort of memories and you're hacked into a new body. Um, but the, the point is just cruise around the universe and interact with some really, really well articulated uh, science fiction um, and forget about the idea of, like having certain things that you want to try to get done. This isn't really about that. You know, um, you can't really play it in that way. You just kind of have to go for it and interact with it the way it comes. It's one of your after bath games. This is a great after bath game. Bleed two, not an after bath game, but a very good thing. This, however, very good after bath game. Just cruise around the universe. Two is like, you've got home from work and you're aggravated and you just want to like shoot a bunch of things yeah exactly like i feel you know like maybe i'm feeling a little crazy right now and i want to try to like wind down it's not much of a game it's a it's a you know graphic narrative or whatever uh there's a term for it and i'm choosing to just not think of it um but yeah, no, this is a game. I gave it a pass and I'm probably, it's probably one of my biggest regrets. I think I gave it a pass because it's not really, there wasn't a lot of game to it. But like in terms of things that we played this year, it it is like very much a tonal uh, experience. And uh, it's it's a good, it's good. Uh, you're You're right. It's fun. Yeah, I don't like it's a very well articulated version of this thing, you know, and your your frustrations, I think, are valid in that there is something very frustrating about it, where if you go into it expecting to chase down the specific things that you learn and then you suddenly randomly die for no reason, that's frustrating. That's annoying. And so you have to like consciously just put that away. That's not the point of the game, you know, to do that. And that I think you have to rewire a little bit because that's not the way we approach games. You know, sure. um, I you want like, to check boxes and do things, you know, but this is not about that. This is about exploring and learning and interacting. I think, like, I remember 
a moment from the game where I'm sitting in a space station kind of lonely and, you know, trying to like, you know, just sort of watching like aliens pass by. And I have this memory, like a picture in my brain, despite the fact that it's, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty much only text based. So I think like it's stuck with me in a way that, um, that I did not kind of give it credit for on our ad actual episode um music's great if you're someone who uh smokes weed you know smoke a little bit and then play this and just sort of let yourself melt into it and have your brain be massaged by the uh sort of very basic graphics the wonderful text and uh the nice sort of vibe and just go exploring in the in the distant future that's great Hey there, it's Christopher Guerrero, hopefully from your favorite episode of Bundle Buddies. And I'm here to tell you about my favorite game of the year. It's called Beyond a Steel Sky. It's a cyberpunk science fiction adventure game. And it really is just, a you know, it's an evolution of these 90s point and click adventure games. And if you're a big fan of those, you're going to love this. It's also a sequel to one called uh, Beneath the Steel Sky. And it was a game that really got me into um, just loving point-and-click adventure games, just loving games in general. And, you know, if you're someone who uh, was a little disappointed with Cyberpunk 2077 on Xbox and PlayStation 4, and you kind of just want to, like, wait for something you know, wait until that's all sorted out. This game is just pure story, and I think you're going to love it. It's also on the Apple Arcade subscription, which is kind of cool, so you can, like, you know, just subscribe to that for a month, play it, and see if you like it. And it's really crazy how good the graphics are on a mobile device. But also you can play it on pretty much any platform, which is pretty cool. So go check it out. I highly recommend it. Uh, My last one is... Tiny Dangerous Dungeons. Oh, a great game. That was on my short list as well. Uh, it's a um, castle, Metroidvania. That's what it is. That's what it's mm-hmm. called. Uh, just a very, you know, nostalgic Game Boy light. They decided to try and make a Game Boy-ish video game, and they created just a, you know, delightful, small game that you could play through probably in about an hour or two um where you know every power up you get lets you explore more of this tiny dangerous dungeon and uh it's great it's just really well done i think it's hard to make a game um like this where it feels so very much contained and the power-ups are like yeah good I, you know that like you get the power-ups you walk around on i don't know it's great it's just a good it's a good uh metroidvania yeah i love this game it was super fun to play you know uh i think this was the episode where we had ray on and he talked about like oh i had plans in the evening and then i started playing this game and i just didn't do the plans i just was having so much fun with it um and on the developer's page, uh, which we'll link to, I think there's other versions of this game, um, other okay. tiny dangerous dungeons. Yeah, so you can oh. go check them out, you know, go play more of them. Oh, it's a, this is like, you know, it, it's almost, it's kind of similar to Bleed 2 in that, like, it doesn't, it's not going to blow your mind, but like, 
if you're looking to kind of like you know spend an afternoon playing a very fun contained video game like uh, tiny dangerous dungeons i think another thing you like eric is lost classics games that feel like things that you would have played at a time in your life when a certain genre was really really well made you know what i mean yeah well i think that that's true and it's just sort of like I, like, I think that there's a level of craftsmanship in Tiny Dangerous Dungeons that we just don't really get to see because it's just so fun to play. Like, it's just so well done and developed. I don't, like, you know what no, I mean? No, your point is so right. We have this argument sometimes in here of, like, you're like, yeah, this wasn't fun, so I didn't like it. And I'm like, yes, but it's cool or interesting. You're <laughs> like, yeah, but I want it to be fun, you know? And this Tiny Dangerous Dungeons is very fun. Like, it's very fun to play. It's not, it doesn't, it's like not mind blowing. It's not like, yeah, it's not unlike anything you've ever played before, but you just, you're going to sit down, you're going to kind of get it, you're going to go through, and it's, it's going to kind of like give you those little, uh, those little nibbles of serotonin as you go and, you know, collect your power ups. And then like, you're going to, you're going to finish it and you're going to feel sad that there's not more. Hello, it's Eleni Sauvageau and Mike Migdahl here from Neo Scum Podcast to give you one of each of our top games of 2020. Uh, I will start and say my top game of 2020 has got to be Tabletop Simulator. Uh, there's so many mods that uh, let you play just like a ton of different board games with your friends and uh, it is 2020. We're all stuck at home. I've really missed board game nights and Tabletop Simulator has definitely been the bridge uh, to let board game night still be possible. So definitely check it out. It is really cool. My top game of 2020 is Blaseball, which is, you guessed it, an online browser baseball simulation horror game. Um, it's a lot to explain in like a 30 second uh, podcast plug. So go on YouTube and search Blazeball, and there's lots of more in-depth things, but it is a game that is very fun to play and to be uh, monitoring. Like, if you have a day job where you're able to look at a computer, it's a great game to have, like, on in the background at all times. It's, like, an absurdist simulation of Blazeball with random events such as, like, incinerations of players by rogue umpires, and it's got, like, fictional teams. It rules. It's Blazeball. <laughs> and yeah, those are our games. Those are our games. Bye. Get home safe. But uh, my honorable mention is Nine Lives of Nim. Oh, yeah. Sure. Which I just loved. You know, like Skyberry Games are going to be a guest on the um, in the new year. Uh, we're excited to talk to them a little bit more about the game itself and also just have them weigh in on some of the games from the bundle. Uh, but this game is so charming and so fun, and uh, the, you know, I excuse any of its faults because I uh, really was so charmed by it and enjoyed playing it so much. Yeah, it's a game that's like not particularly pretty, and some at some points tactically aggravating uh, with like menus and stuff like that. And there's not a ton of decisions, but it's the the writing is so good and like when things kind of happen they are surprising in a way and you're exploring a world that uh unfolds itself 
in a in a way that makes you forget that like you're playing basically just a text base yeah yeah they did a lot of stuff very very right that i think excuses any of the rough edges um so i would check it out you know it wasn't uh, in the top five but it, it was not far off from there either um my honorable mention is uh is gunducky industries baby. yes yes <laughs> This game is a bad game. It's just a bad game. The developer knows it's a bad game. They they put it up uh because one person told them they liked it and um it's it's just a it's not unlike Potato Thriller. Um but it, it's really just a like fucking mind fuck. It's like it's it's uh, it's probably it gets like the Razzie award, whatever our Razzies are. It's, yeah, right. You know, I'm not trying to rag on the developer. Um, you know, making making anything is is you know in this medium is very impressive, um, and and I'm sure that they've gone on to do you know very cool things outside of this. But this game is is a hot mess. And treat yourself to a real fucking weird, aggravating thing for a little bit. Um, it's it's probably the exact opposite of of kind of everything else on my list. But it's just so like, it's so it it just sticks out in my mind as something this year that was just like wow. It's so it's so difficult to play that it makes you want to keep playing it. This is so and interesting because I think the two things like Potato Thriller for me. That's like a much more mood specific, weird, like creative game. And this is a much more like frustratingly incomplete technical game, you know? So we have like our two like Razzies kind of laid out very well here based on our interests, which I love. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kentucky Industries. Uh, just like just right now, just start playing it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, check it out. It's free to play. You can play it in the browser or like toss them a couple bucks to download. But it is a bizarre game. Like it's definitely, definitely worth checking out. It's worth it for like being shot at by a million rubber ducks. Yeah, you'll 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 the first time you play it, you'll like be like, okay, here we go. I think I got it. And then you'll like instantly do something and die right away. And be like, oh wow, that's the controls. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, it's a game you have to play in spite of it. Ooh, baby, that was great. Oh, Alex, I think that you and I are getting very good at this. I wholeheartedly agree, Eric. This was a fun episode. Um, hope you guys all enjoyed it. Um, what were our non-bundle games of the year? What do you think? What was yours, Eric? Uh, mine's going to have to be Outer Wilds, which I think actually technically came out in 2019. But um, former bundle buddy, uh, Andrew Haywood, recommended it to me at the beginning of this year and i played it and it is fantastic i've talked about it a handful of times on the show you're caught in a time loop there's a bunch of different planets that you're flying around to uh each planet is kind of it's a little like mist in terms of puzzles sort of stuff but each planet uh is its own kind of puzzle to figure out and you're kind of uncovering um this sort of great tragic mystery the music is beautiful it's just a very 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 well designed um small indie game uh highly highly recommended it recommend it if you haven't played it yet outer wilds check it out i can't wait to play it 
Mm. Um, my game of the year is the same as so many other folks. It's Hades. Uh, it's a roguelike um, game. You're you're the son of Hades in sort of the Grecian underworld. Um, it's the Grecian pantheon of gods. Uh, so there's lots of great mythology in there. When I was you know eight years old, I was obsessed with Greek gods, and it's been very rewarding as an adult to have that paid off a number of times in recent memory. Uh, but this game is just like perfectly made. Um, a lot of the times in uh, roguelikes, you die, and it's frustrating because you've lost all your podcast uh, or your progress. But this actually all your makes you lost all your podcasts. <laughs> but this actually makes it very fun to die and to try different builds. Um, you don't really lose anything; you only gain stuff the further you go through the game. Um, and the writing, the performances, the art style, the gameplay, everything is just fantastic. It, when we talk about like smooth games you know games that are so well designed there's no rough edges and you just like put yourself into it and go this is one of those man it's unbelievable oh, i'm gonna check it out i'm very much looking forward to it our guests next week are mike migdell and eleni sovijo two actors comedians and streamers from chicago they are most well known from the neo scum podcast which freaking rules and you should check out if you don't already listen okay our games for next week are <laughs> First game is A Wish Upon a Star, a puzzle game from Fabian Denter. Very cool. Next, it's Super Bernie World, a educational platform game from Aniko. Cool. And then Mechromancer, an a mech romancer, which sounds like necromancer, but it's mech romancer from uh, Silent Man. It's an interactive fiction game. Uh, that's going to be fantastic. Uh, thanks for sticking around for this whole end of year bonanza episode. You're welcome. Um, the, yeah, thank you, Eric. You're welcome. Um, this podcast has been very, very fun for us to work on and uh, a sincere uh, piece of gratitude and appreciation from the two of us for being our babies, our babies, our buddies, our bundle pals. I'm still working on it. Please add us. Please yeah. send us some recommendations as far as what we should call you, our listeners, and what we should call our past guests. Like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there, please, and track us down at the web at bundle underscore buddies on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And, um, but in the meantime, happy new year, everyone. Love oh you. yeah. Happy new year. Love you, Alex. Love you too, Eric. is produced by Alex Honnett and Eric Roth. Our theme song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hi. In this episode, we used a sound by Jeff Rifkin, um, the one person cheering sound. That was him. And we have to give him credit at the end of this for it to be legal. Thank you so much for making such a fun little sound, Jeff. Bye. Hell yeah.